Hello and welcome to the DH Effect. I'm Sonia and this is my beautiful co-host, Hillary. Hello. Our focus this month is on finding ways to just really inspire our hearts and honor the journey of growth that we have in this life. And our guest today is Jenny Viveros, who is just, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because Sonia has been talking about her forever and she'll tell the story. So I won't, I won't spill, but I just, my eyes are open. I cannot wait to hear. She's probably one of the most unique licensed clinical social workers in the state of California, or maybe um, the nation. She's a dancer, a therapist, a spiritual womb healer, a role model of inner and outer beauty. She's a therapist by day and a burlesque dancer and a teacher by night. So she hosts these amazing self-love dancing events and they sell out in days because it helps women really feel empowered and own who they are. You know, she's healing the hearts of women one dance celebration at a time. Jenny, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for the beautiful introduction. And it is an honor to be here with you both. Thank you. So I, my origin story with Jenny that I cannot stop talking about it. It was so but cool. It is, it is, well, so I was invited. I'm going to call out my sister-in-law, Yadira. Thank you so much, Yadi. And she has been following Jenny on Instagram. It's such a powerful platform. So make sure we'll share all the links to her uh, Instagram account. But she said, my sister-in-law said, Sonia, come with me. There's this burlesque dancing that, you know, all, you know, everyone accepts and loves each other. It's all women. And I froze with fear. I literally had a physical reaction like, what? And then there was a slightness of curiosity somewhere, somewhere here where I thought, but what if, what if I could be in a safe place? I have been so conservative, um, protective, um, afraid of shame and judgment. And so I did show up uh, and I, Jenny, I hope you'll describe it, it. Definitely a lot of fishnets, a lot of lingerie, a lot of skin. And I remember arriving and my robe was literally tight up to my neck. And there was Jenny, fierce, beautiful, and radiant, the way she walked and welcomed everyone with so much love. And it took me, and she looked at me with, with and my sister-in-law with ropes. And she didn't judge us. She, we could have wore those robes all night long if we wanted. I think it took us maybe maybe a half an hour and then the robes were gone. It was truly such a, it was transforming to be part of that class. We would love to know, Jenny, what led you to be a therapist by day and a burlesque dancer and teacher by night? <laughs> Thank you so much. I it, first I want to honor the experience because uh, I know that each class is so unique, and and there's so many emotions that come with it. You know, like you know, fear and um, shame, and um, you know, like excitement. There's some excitement, but like you know, you know, many of the women that do come may not know each other. And they're like, it's a safe space, but is it really a safe space? And it is created to be safe, to be a container. Um, So it's just beautiful to see like the eyes, the the light when when we start and when we end, like that's the gift, that's the beauty. Um, 
But what led me to this path? So I, I am a social worker. I um, decided that I wanted to help our community to be able to heal. And I feel like a lot of the times when we choose these paths of um, taking care of other people, it's because we also need to take care of ourselves and heal ourselves. And so I chose this route of wanting to um, change the world, <laughs> wanting to change the world. And it led me to the path of doing individual therapy. Uh, as when I graduated um, my MSW program, I then started working for a nonprofit profit. And I started working with families and doing individual therapy, family therapy. And so I feel like a lot of the work that I have done as a family, but between becoming a social worker and my education, dance has always been part of who I am. I started dancing at eight at age eight. So I did folklorico, which is um, Mexican folklorico dance. So the ones with the big dresses and skirts and performing for so many different events uh, through culture. So that's where my connection to culture starts, um, being able to dance for the different states of where my family's from in Mexico. And so I danced all through the high school, middle school, high school, college, grad school. And I even did my thesis on the benefits of dancing and social work. Um, so I was able to combine my passion of dance and my profession together um, as I was graduating and you know doing all this research on the benefits, the physical, mental, and emotional benefits of dance. Um, and so then I started you know, working and I kept on performing, but I felt like there was a point in time in my life that I had felt disconnected from my own femininity. Um, due to, you know, like growing up religion, um, relationships that could not be very healthy um, with ourselves and with each other. And so it led me to a path of wanting to reconnect with that femininity that I feel like we all carry, um, but sometimes it could get lost through, you know, different experiences that we go through in life. It's so powerful the way that the world works, because we said that we were going to have you a, a while back at this time to celebrate our bodies and really think about that because that's what we're talking about this month. But then I just finished this book that was called The Body Keeps the Score. And in that, it really helped me to understand that so much of our emotion and our safety comes from how we hold ourselves and how we love ourselves. And so I don't even know if a month ago, I would be able to have this conversation with you, Jenny, and go like, oh yeah, I totally get how do you, but I'm now sitting almost in awe and like, how did, how have I never thought of how important it can be to own who you are through dance and that expression? I mean, really, truly the burlesque aspect. I mean, dancing in and of itself, okay, I see, We've got this with maybe the posture. You truly have to feel emotions in your body. It can bring you to a different center. And this, this burlesque, well, first of all, for those people who don't know what that means, maybe that's a good place to start is for you to describe burlesque. But how do you see that really, you know, Sonia described the transformation that she went through. How does it bring women closer to that authentic femininity that they have? So... 
when I first started taking classes, um, like burlesque classes, I felt like this is my home. Like I went to my home where I felt like, oh, you know, when I'm performing, yeah, it's very, you know, could be sometimes mechanical at, or chore choreographed. Because a lot of like any dance teams or any classes that we may take, even ballet um, could be very choreographed and it, it very rigid in different ways. Uh, but whenever I would see the dancers on stage or the ones that I would admire, I would always feel or look like as if it would look as if they were having orgasms on stage. And so to me, that was very sensual and sexual where I'm like, we have to connect to that. And I say it in Spanish because I feel like it comes out a lot better, sexualidad, that we need to connect to that. So once I take, I started taking burlesque classes and I started, you know, like feeling, you know, different parts of my body move in different ways that I haven't hadn't moved. I felt like I was healing through those movements, through, you know, like the pain that I experienced. And a lot of times we go through different, you know, our abuse, like physical, could be emotional, could be sexual as well. And so like, I started feeling like I was healing myself and then being able to say, this is how I want to present myself to the world. And you're not telling me how I need to do it. I'm choosing to do it in my time. And um, yeah, like, I feel like that's where it started, you know, shifting the way I would see, the way I would move and the way I would hold myself and the way I felt a lot more empowered and in power. Mm. Wow. I I remember some of the, um, my, my daughter just had sex education at school and she had to interview me. And one of the things she asked me was, what did you wish you were taught when you were my age about sex? And I said, I wish that someone would have told me that I had the control and power to make me feel amazing in every way possible. Not just coaching like, oh, you're so nice, Sonia, but the feelings, all the physical feelings, like you said. And so my healing through your, your dance class was being okay with, wait, I, I can touch that part. I don't have to ask permission. Like, And then I was like, why have I asked permission to touch that, my own parts like that? That seems ridiculous. It was just kind of mind blowing that the realization that I was under a narrative given to me and that I accepted it because it was given to me as a child, but that I had the power to change it. And that's how I, everyone, I only went to one class so far because, you know, because you get booked. I left that one class feeling those thoughts, questioning all of that. And, and now I transfer that over to my daughter. And so the power and in power, it's like, yes, I am hearing you. I'm feeling it. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I, I do think that that's an important thing to, to really anchor to for a moment is I think traditionally, at least in, at least recently, you know, I'm going back a couple of generations, we've been taught that women for the most part are here to serve men. Um, and so sexuality is more about pleasuring a man than it is about owning our own pleasure. And, and not only that, but as Sonia put it, giving ourselves, like we can be in control of that. We can have ownership of that. I can dance sensually, not for a man, but just for me to feel 
alive, to feel celebrated, to feel loved, and not to feel like I have to hide in shame or because my body isn't perfect, perfect enough, or my, my moves are whatever, whatever it may be, because it's not for anyone else other than for my own joy. Do you feel like there is a sort of, you know, what, what do you anchor to that helps you to really find that expression and that love and own it is just the Eunice and not about anybody else. Oh, exactly what you shared. That's exactly what is transmitted in the classes that each one that comes into a class, like you are your own self, like you bring your own uniqueness and that's what we're elevating that's what we're bringing out to the forefront not that you want to look like that other person or that other woman you're in a in a, a space where you're empowering each other and celebrating each other and i completely agree a lot of the classes that i teach are not to it's not to share with someone it's to share with yourself and if you choose to share with someone then that's a gift that can be provided and given but it's not a requirement um and so i feel like for me when i i feel like a lot of the times all this is also like i'm taking my power back and i'm not telling i'm not letting anybody control how i need to feel how i need to act and and i feel like there's so much shame with not being a certain way and that we have to be a certain way and we spend so much time not loving ourselves and my classes are to bring that energy back to loving ourselves, like that energy, like we we transform it into like, you know what, I love me at this stage of me and I will love me in 10 years from now because our bodies change, our minds change, everything changes. So um, I feel like that's where to me, like I love me and I love everyone the same way and that there is beauty in every single person um, and just putting that together. That's so beautiful. And one of the things that, you know, again, the celebration of self as individuals, but the community that you create and one, you know, one feels this anchor for you. Like when you, when you experienced, you know, Jenny and her community, there are some roots that are so strong and so clear is your cultural roots of being from Mexico, right? And Hispanic community of women. And it's really deep. I would love for you um, to talk about, you know, the importance of the of culture and cultural roots as we're exploring our own selves. Yeah, so I feel like I cannot disconnect myself. Like th that to me is, being able to honor, honor the women that came before me and honoring the women that come, you know, that that will come, you know? And so I feel like a lot of the times, um, my, my parents were very big on, you know, being proud of where we came from. And a lot of the times growing up, I wasn't, you know, and I would, you know, fight back and be like, no, I wanna be this way. And then slowly I started realizing like, no, this is who I am, like, and I, and I love, that part of me. I love where my mom comes from. My mom comes from Mexico, from Michoacan. And my dad was born in New York. He's half Puerto Rican and half Mexican. And so a lot of the times the music that the music that I incorporate is, you know, like reggaeton, which is very, you know, it's it's Spanish music. 
And I feel like it's very sensual. Like, and and sometimes like there's, it, it's, yeah, pretty much Spanish lyrics. And a lot of the times I'm hearing these lyrics and I'm translating through the movements that we do. So you don't need to speak the language to feel the movements of the language. And so I've incorporated that. And then uh, I also use the reboso, which is um, if it's a handmade piece of item that we use to cover ourselves or carry babies, um, or we use it even to carry, you know, like wood or wood or clothing, like that's what my grandmother used to do. And so I've reclaimed that to use that as a part of like a sensual tool of like being able to like love ourselves even more. Like it's like we're caressing each other through our own womb or the womb of our mothers. So I feel like a lot of the, I, um, yeah, a lot of the experiences that I, I create or that, that is created because it's not just me, it's whoever comes in creates it, we create it collectively. Um, it's being able to honor an, our ancestors and our ancestors could be from many different places in the world because we are all, you know, we all carry different um, ancestry, but it's so beautiful to see it together. It is so powerful. Uh, you know, we were, I'm just envisioning um, I'm envisioning the ancestors. I have the picture in my head and it's, and, and I'm actually really sitting in it and, and looking at it and then looking stretched ahead and there feels a freedom and I'm going to be honest and I'd love to hear you talk about this. There also feels, um, it feels a little fearful to be aware of the fact that there is before there is in front and my own responsibility or opportunity to heal or create change. I mean, I know you really embrace the healing. In fact, you just had an experience. I'm not sure if you're, if you want to talk about it, but just the fact that you, your decision to heal, heal the generations before, and then what that will do in the future. It's so courageous and so brave, but yet Again, it almost feels, it feels scary. Where do you find that strength and can you talk to it? Yes, I, I feel like, I will share it. We all experience trauma. We may all have caused trauma as well. And I had to ask for forgiveness for my ancestors, you know, for any harm that they caused and for any harm that I may have caused, you know, in, in this world. And so I really had to sit with with prayer and like intention and releasing, you know, that pain and emotion, because I know my family went through a lot and, you know, within each other. And so for me to be able to honor that and then also that inner child, that that's one of the things that came up from my um from the spiritual journey. Um, and I went in, you know, and I know we were talking about it earlier about having surgery, having an open myectomy and um, um, preparing for that. I feel like I had to go through many different experiences. And one of them was being able to heal the inner child of my family, of my ancestors, because a lot of them were, have not healed from the stories that I learned and I heard. And and I wanted to hold them. And so they are, they may not be with me physically, but they are in the spiritual realm. And so I had to honor them as well. Um, and so I feel like that was something that was very important. And what I do, and I always feel like what I do now will affect the generations that will come. And so making sure that I am 
you know, doing the best that I can to others and to myself and to my family. And, and really the intention of to, re, to remember, to explore, to really go and go back. And what are the stories? Mm. I just imagine what if more people did that? What if, what if more people looked into their ancestral history and they understood and they loved and they forgave? Perhaps our, our world will be more peaceful. Um, so thank you so much for that reminder because I think just like with Hillary, I am asking myself, when was the last time I looked and really honored my ancestors and their stories? I also wanted to take this moment too, because you know we talk about movement and dance and burlesque, uh, but your recent experience recovering from surgery, you know, I, I just feel like the celebration of body and self-love doesn't always have to be a verb, right? Um, it is important and it's powerful, but you also found yourself in complete stillness. <laughs> and I guess there's like that lesson and I guess, you know, that curiosity, like, oh man, how did you transition to that, right? The, the dancer and teacher to being still. And what was that meaningful experience? Was it, was it hard to do? Tell us how to, how to be more still and why that's important. Yeah. So I had, um, I had to prepare for it because I, I, I was like, okay, this is going to be my last class that I want to be able to teach, which was the Galentine's event that I did. I was like, that's the last class I'm going to be able to teach. And I went all out. I was like, I'm going to go all out. <laughs> and then I started also visioning, like, when I come back, how am I going to come back? And how do I want to come back? And even on Instagram, I put, I won't be back until July. You know, I was like, I had to physically, you know, make sure that I was honoring myself with that. Um, and then I also allowed myself to dream. And, and in the stillness, there's, you know, there's, I was meditating. I was like listening to myself, like, what is it that I want? What is it that I need? And even in the stillness, there's visions that can come and ideas that will come. And I was just writing everything down. So this time I was just, I spent my parents took care of me. I said, okay, it's there. It's my time to be taken care of. And, you know, they, I went to their home and they took care of me. They fed me. They, you know, lifted me. Like I, I started walking, you know, and I had a, I needed support to walk and I had to allow myself to feel that experience um, because I know that it was gonna make me stronger but also make me see things different and how I wanted to live my life moving forward. I had one of my teachers, my dance teachers told me, she's like, I can't wait to meet the Jenny after surgery. And I was like, you know what? I really like that. And because I also knew, and I was told that I was gonna go through a spiritual transformation during this time. And that I, and my ancestor said, she doesn't know how to rest. So this is going to be very important for her. And when I heard that, I was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to rest. And then I was like, I'm a queen. And so I'm gonna, I got myself some beautiful robes and like colorful outfits to be like just lounging. And then I was like, I'm going to be a queen and I'm going to be like just relaxing on my chair, eating my grapes. <laughs> I love that so much. And here's what, I, here's what I love about that is that you embraced 
the stillness instead of, I, I see right now a tendency for stillness to be equated with depression mm. or people to crawl into bed and hide and not want to get out. And it's not a celebration. It's a gray sweatpants. It's a, it's the blinds are shut. It is the, and yet you found a way to celebrate even the stillness with the colors and the way that you adorned your body and, and the food you were giving yourself. And it's funny. I I didn't know why. And Sonia will find this hilarious because I've never done this before, but um, my virtue bag was in front of me. And I was like, there's a word that I need for her. And I found it. Um, And so I know Sonia's like, you've never done this before, but it was weird that it just came to me and it was the word zeal. And so it says, um, I have a deep sense of purpose. I am passionate about what I value. I give all I have. I persevere in my enthusiasm. I'm considerate of the perspective of others. I work with joyous energy. And just the way that you show up, the way Sonia described you, even in your stillness, joyous energy, that feels so accurate. Wow, that is very powerful. (laughs) You have a sentence or it's a phrase, it's in Spanish. uh, So I'm gonna try my best and I do not know Spanish, but I would love to know the meaning of it. It seems really important. Uh, it's amar tu cuerpo es un acto de resistencia. Yeah, resistencia. Amar tu cuerpo es un acto de resistencia. Loving your body is an act of resistance. Um, and the way it's kind of like, and how I want to say it is like I'm saying I'm resisting against the powers that want to mutilate my body that want to add, you know, cut me here, cut me there, um, that want to feed me lies or put me into a diet culture that will hurt me and harm me instead of like focusing on what is it that my body needs. So it's kind of like an act of resistance. Like I'm resisting against that and I'm loving myself so much that I'm doing things different. Now we're doing things different. And so I feel like it all ties down to like, this experience that I've gone through um, with healing myself of like the focus is never about my outer, how I look from the outer because I love myself from the outer, but looking at what does my inner body need to nourish it because then the outer is just going to, it's, it's going to show that beauty. It's going to show that love that I'm giving it in the inside because a lot of the times we don't look at the inside. We're only focusing on the outside. Mm. Wow. Thank you. You need that t-shirt. Can I, like she said that I'm like, oh, damn, (laughs) that is some powerful, that's a powerful statement right there. I want that short shirt for sure. And, and that's, and we, you know, we're, we really want when you're healed for you to come out by us and, and do a, a, a class that we can invite people to, because Sonia claims that she can get me to, to chill out a little bit. I, I had somebody once tell me that I just couldn't loosen up with dancing and it happened to be, it was salsa. And he's like, Oh no, you can't do it. And ever since then, I've been afraid to dance. No, 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 no. Oh, that, that, let me just say that I understand there's so many different dance classes and it, 
also can hurt people mm. because of the words that can be shared. Um, and, and I completely understand why it would be kind of like you would not want to go back, right? This is where we come in, <laughs> where I feel like to me, I've experienced that. I've experienced like, you know, you have to, like, it's a lot of competition and you have to do this and you have to do that and you're still not good enough. Um, and in our classes, like you come as you are. And if you learn how to, you know, connect with, you know, one part of like, you know, one part of your arm that you are winning, <laughs> that, you're, that you're walking in and that you're smiling, that that is what we want. Um, and I tailor the classes to from 18 to 70. So like anybody can take it and at any different dance level or physical level, because sometimes we may have to modify. Um, we may not be able to do all the routine, but that's why it's like you, it's for you to take, the choreography is for you to take. And I don't say one, two, three, four, I give some sort of, you know, movement and this is how I want you to do it. But it's not, um, yeah, it's an experience. So it's not just a dance class, it's an experience for you to experience yourself in your own body. I think right now, our viewers and listeners are on the edge of their seat. Like when, when can I sign up? When's the next class? And we have to be patient. I mean, cause Jenny, we're still, and we're in that stillness and she's healing people. Okay. So give her some space. Will you just please say it when you do come back, will we be seeing more classes? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So I am, I am definitely, and that's why with the stillness, if I wasn't still, then I wouldn't be, it would take me longer to heal. And so that's, I'm like, I have to honor this, this time in this moment um, and to then be able to come back. But yes, I definitely am planning July, August, September to be coming back. So I'm going to be listening to my body, but I may be able to give um, some Zoom classes because I have done that in the past where we could do it through Zoom. And it's still a beautiful community that's built through Zoom. I love in person, but I definitely can give a mixture of both um, as, I, as I'm continuing to heal. But yes, I definitely will be coming back. We're celebrating. I know we are. I'm celebrating right now. Um, where? Because I'm excited. I have to tell you that when we were, when I was telling you that, like, I actually my tear, I teared up a little bit because I'm like, wow, I really believe that about myself, and I'm very excited for the possibility of not feeling that way about yes. myself. Um, so, where, where can our audience make sure that they find more about you? How, how should they be looking for the classes and finding out all about you? Yeah, so I am very active in in Instagram. <laughs> I one day I'm like one day I'm gonna start a newsletter to then be able to share through email. But through Instagram, that's where I post up my all the information. Uh, Latin Latin burlesque Latin underscore burlesque. Let me make sure because I'm like I know you you know. Um, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, Latin Latin, under, Latin underscore burlesque. And so on Instagram, I usually like, I know that women have said, oh, I turn on the notification. So whenever you, you put anything up, then I know when it's your next, next class. And I share it in my, in my stories and share it in a post. Um, and I prepare for the class, but usually, yes, it's around, um, it's on Instagram. Amazing. Well, we'll, we're going to have, we'll have your formal bio, formal bio, and we'll have all your links in the description. Thank you to everyone to our listeners, our viewers for joining us for this episode. 
Please be sure to follow all the social media platforms for the DH Effect and also for Jenny. And subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube, whatever you prefer, so you won't miss an episode. You can check out our DHE, um, the DHEffect.com, our website, for great opportunities um, to celebrate and honor our, ourselves, our body, our spirit, our mind. And if I just want to, I just do want to slip in a reminder that celebration doesn't have to be movement and, and um, big and, you know, um, loud. I will have, to, especially in our world today, there are some very dark times and really, really sad stories. And I think as a response, we tend to freeze and perhaps even hold our breath. And we just want to remind those that, yes, there is that time of, of grieving and holding space for others. And Hillary and I, we say companion others. But there are also windows of celebration within that. It doesn't have to be big, but we can remind ourselves like, I can breathe, I can still move. I can still move my body. I can still celebrate and honor myself because we'll show up for others in such powerful ways. So sorry, I went off script a little bit, but until next time, everyone, Hillary. You have the courage and the zeal to live with a decided heart.